to the Rotors Podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, and your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Oilers. I'm your host, Thomas William O'Shea, also known as Tom O'Shea, preferably, or Tommy, or Tomas, Tomas, um, I am the T.O. Swiggins, I am the original Junkyard Dog, and you can't change that. All right. Whew. What a week it's been. Whew. I don't know where to begin. I mean, a little depressing. For the most part, it's been a little depressing. Sports Rise. Who should we start off with? Let's start off in Notre Dame football. All right, so um, as you know, or have you've actually heard, Chip Long, the offensive coordinator, has a or has a been or has a or has a or okay. Let me start over. Let me start with that bleep up. Um, so now Chip Kelly is now out as offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And this could be bad. And it's now effective immediately. So, like, he will not be in the camp and roll bowl as the team's offensive coordinator, which could be bad. And I'll get into why. Because he kind of, like, been kind of like the orchestrator of why this offense has been so good these past couple of years offensively. Like, how many points. Like, the differential of points that we've been scoring has basically just been good. Basically kind of like a really high. He's kind of like the J.D. Martinez of a – Nerding football offense. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, having J.D. Martinez there. Except uh, Chip Long isn't playing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Just having him be there, like, kind of running the offense is kind of like that could not be good if uh, he uh, is forced to step down and stuff like that or is uh, made to leave. So, yeah. So, he's out as offensive coordinator. Maybe getting a head coaching job. I'm not really sure. Could be. We'll look into it. As of now, he we do not have, or at least have, a permanent offensive coordinator for at Notre Dame right now. So yeah, I think that's about it. Um, so the kid out of LSU won the Heisman tonight. Burrows. Oh, let's see. So yeah, so it's seen. Or, Joe Burrows, the quarterback for uh, LSU, won uh, the Heisman tonight, and he was a huge favorite going into it. Um, so, yeah, he was forever grateful to uh, his coach and stuff like that. And basically, yeah, so, oh, man, he beat out Jalen Hurts. Ugh, sure he's not going to be happy about that. So, yeah, oh, actually, I saw, like, here, um, him winning the Heisman night, uh he had like the highest percentage of first place votes and largest margin of victory. And that's like basically set a uh, Heisman of voting record uh, since they've been doing it since back in the 30s and stuff like that or 38. So yeah, he broke history tonight. It's like winning first place votes and stuff like that. I hope he does good. Oh, he does good. Yeah. Maybe the Patriots should look into him. Should probably look into him if. Somehow Brady is going to leave New England next year. Hopefully he retires. God forbid. God forbid he goes somewhere else. Please don't go somewhere else. 
What news should we get into next? Celtics. Let's go into the Celtics. So, let's see. They played Monday at the home gar- at in the Garden. And the final score of that game between them and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hold on, let me run. All right. So the final score of that game. Get out. Sorry about that. I clicked on something. All right. Cavaliers, they uh, won that game 110 to 88. They were blowing them out. And then like kind of late in the third quarter and the early in the fourth, Cleveland kind of started like kind of like a comeback and like had like a 14 to two run. But hopefully the starters went back out there and basically just took care of business, put it away and stuff like that. So that's very good. So, yeah. So they kept their home streak. Like they're still on, they were still undefeated at home. And I'll get into why I said were, and that increased their win streak to four. And then they went to Indiana on Wednesday and then they had a 10 point lead with like less than five minutes left in the game, but then Gordon Hayward went out, got like got blow to the nose, and then they just collapsed after that. So and they lost that game, ending the four game win streak at 122 to 117 to the Indiana Pacers. And then um so they went to Philadelphia or uh, they went back home the next night and played the Philadelphia 76ers on primetime TV on TNT and then Unfortunately, Celtics fans, the home undefeated streak came to an end as a 76ers. I wouldn't say beat them as bad. It's just like it was just a heartbreaking loss because the Celtics didn't have a chance to come back and win that game other than like opening night. But the final score of that game was 115 to 140. And that game kind of ended in controversy too. Like if they had a chance, if they wouldn't like made like team fouls and like the rest would have like held their end to the bargain too. Like especially on one play where Jalen Brown was inbounding the ball to J or uh, or not Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum was inbounding the ball to uh Jalen Brown. But then I'm trying to see who got in the way. But like he uh collided with uh yeah uh jo- Josh Richardson. And then they called foul on the Celtics or on Jalen Brown, and the 76ers got the ball back, which pretty much sucked. Well, actually, he they collided with him, and then, yeah, Jalen Brown missed the ball, and it went out of bounds. So it's Philadelphia 76ers ball, but it was just a BS call. There was really a foul on there. I don't know why the refs didn't call it. Probably the whole hate Boston crap. Yeah. So that ends the home or home win streak or home undefeated streak. Right there on Thursday night. Celtics don't play again until Wednesday night in Dallas against the Mavericks at 8.30 p.m. That's 8.30 my time. Am I a little worried? Nah, I mean, two in a row. I mean, it happens. If You know what? If we need to start our losing now, I think let's just get the losing out of the way quick instead of apart from like like April or like even in the postseason. Yeah. So we need to lose. Let's just do it now as opposed to whenever. I mean, Kemba's still doing good, like especially in uh, um, 
Wednesday night's game against the Pacers, like that was the only bright spot of that game was Kemba Walker had another uh, 40 plus point game, like 44 points he scored. He had um, 44 points, uh, three rebounds, seven assists. So, I mean, he was still producing. Yeah. So there was a poll asking on, I saw on Twitter, and it asked, who would you want to have in the clutch? And um, would you have Jason Tatum in the clutch or Kemba Walker in the clutch? And it was a majority, basically like 73% to like 25% Kemba Walker. So, I don't know. I feel like Jason Tatum, if like he doesn't do the shooting or take start taking the advice from Kobe Bryant, because I feel like that's part of why people might say he's not really that clutch is because uh, he's been taking lessons from Kobe Bryant and stuff like that. So last person you really want to take lessons from, especially if you're Celtic, he's probably doing that on purpose just to F with the Celtics. Yeah. Since Kobe Bryant did play or did play with the Lakers an entire career. And that's our arch rival. We have battles with that dude. Although he almost became a Celtics. The Celtics actually did, uh, uh, before the draft, before, uh, he got drafted, had him come out for a workout, so he could t- potentially have been a Celtic. But yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, like if Jalen Bra- or uh, Jason Tatum kind of like goes back to the, what he was his rookie year, then yeah, I feel like he could actually be still be in the clutch. He didn't have a clutch moment against New York when uh, the Knicks came to town earlier this year or the first meeting at home. Against the Knicks, he basically saved the game for the Celtics. He helped them win, or for the win, in the final seconds. So, yeah, technically he could sometimes be in the clutch. All right. Any other Celtics news? Right. Well, talk of fall, and uh, Traymond Waters are now on the roster now. They sent Kent, or, uh, Carson Edwards back down to, uh, or up to Maine, well, I should say, down because it's basically going a little low. Back to the G League in Maine. All right. And our Celtics news. Let's move on. Um, should we do next? Red Sox news. All right. So the big news today. It isn't a Red Sox signing, but it was a really big news. Garrett Cole, and I knew this. This was kind of gonna was gonna happen. He signed with the Yankees for. Nine years, 324 mil. That's the highest a pitcher has ever got in a contract. Yeah. And I've seen, like, Yankees Twitter is basically erupting this. Like, oh, we were, like, they're already, like, saying that, like, that um, they're already going to win the World Series. And even Eric Hubs, Barstool's a Yankee blogger and a host of the Short Porch Podcast. Yeah. I listened to an episode of that. It's was not, it was crap. It was crap. Nothing like Section Ten. Nothing like Section Ten. Yeah, it just sounded like. <laughs> Wait, what does Eric Cobb sound like? He sounds like this. Oh, the Yankees. They shouldn't. They like. They shouldn't even say it again. They're always going to win the World Series. Eric Cobb's coming. Yeah, <laughs> like seeing the video of him reacting to. Uh, Garrett Cole's signing uh, was just like, wow, they're, they are just like overreacting over this and saying that they're going to win the World Series. Like, they, we shouldn't even start playing games. And they're going to win the next World Series in the next nine years. Jeez. <laughs> they still stink. Heck, 
They got Giancarlo Stanton, and he hasn't performed yet. He stinks. And even the postseason, when they faced the Red Sox, he stunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'm gonna laugh if they get to the they get to the postseason and not or for the next nine years and not win the World Series. That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> they did all that signing for Garrett Cole and uh, trading for John Carlin Stanton, and they never get a World Series out of those. So over a decade, that would be hilarious. That's why. I sh- that's why. Like. Um, that's why I thought about doing this, uh, just uh, saving these tweets and videos and stuff like that, these Yankees fans, so I can use it as basically just a weapon, basically. It's just basically, like, to look back after, like, all this hype and stuff like that, after they finally lose in the postseason, say, hmm, huh? <laughs> just to show how stupid they are, seriously. <laughs> if they get excited over stuff like this, like, over signing deals like this that could possibly turn out to bust <laughs> what will happen if they do finally win a world series after 11 years or after whatever they do win it <laughs> it's hilarious and yankees fans they're funny they're funny they're dumb but they're funny <laughs> they're dumb but they're funny yeah they're dumb and a-holes too but yeah but anyway, they're funny too <laughs> But they're funny. It's just funny to see them just fall apart after. Yeah, just seeing the videos of Eric Hubs on Barstool after the Yankees do finally lose in the postseason. That's just funny. Just seeing them just look like just like a dead corpse and stuff like this. Just after seeing them lose. That's hilarious. Get me to the tenth. him banging on his shoe. <laughs> that was weird. Get me to the and how Tuve just basically just killed him right there. <laughs> just walk off Homer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. It'll be funny. I'll, I'll laugh if they not win a World Series this decade with John Carlos standing in Eric, or Garrett Cole. That would be hilarious. I'll laugh. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe God is trying to decide that they're already, he's already figuring out that they are a-holes and it's bringing judgment onto them. <laughs> he's figuring out now that, oh, man, Yankees fans aren't really that great of people as everybody's saying that they are. Ugh, these fans are a-holes. Yeah, maybe I should uh, hex them. <laughs> that would actually be pretty great if it was. Yeah. All right, let's get into Red Sox signings. Uh, yeah, this, this is a Boston sports, not New York. But I'm just, yeah. All right, so Red Sox did make some signings, although they were just, like, cheap player signings. They signed um, infielder from the Cincinnati Reds, Jorge Posada. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Is Jorge Posada still playing? Man, he must be a very old man. <laughs> a very old man. No, sorry, this is Jose Peraza. Peraza, infielder for the um, Cincinnati Reds. So, like, they gave him – see. I have to look up the – yeah. I believe it's a, a year and um, three mil with the Senna's, but I could be wrong on that. And uh, uh, where is it? Huh. Oh, crap. 
All right. Well, I think it's a. Uh, well, I. Oh come on. All right. Hold on. We'll get you. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll, we just gotta go look. Just gotta go look for it. Post on one of my social media pages. Why did I not post on the Red Sox group? All right, here we are. Jose Peraza is and the Red Sox agree to a one-year, $3 million deal with incentives. So it's not really a big deal. It's like it's basically for a guy who's basically just going to be our next Brock Holt, basically. Just basically the guy who's going to be the utility guy for the team, basically. Just utility infielder and stuff like that. So, yeah, just, I could see where, like, this could be just like a cheap contract because we really don't know if he really is going to even make the team or stuff like that. Yeah, we could just release them after, yeah, just, yeah. All right, and the next deal was for to replace our fifth starter, which I'll also get into after this. Um, Martin Martin Perez and the Red Sox. Martin Perez uh, was a pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. So Martin Perez and the Red Sox have agreed to a one-year $6 million deal with a club option for 2021 where that will be worth – 6.25 mil. So, yeah. So, he's – we're not really sure if he really is going to be the Red Sox either. I mean, the, I can see where these could be just be one-year deals because we don't really don't know how it will pan out. So, yeah. And I could be – and they're always saying that, like, these guys aren't really that good. So, we have to – I can see giving them contracts like that. Also, other Red Sox news, we had to say goodbye to – Old Rick Ricky Raindrops Porcello. After literally five or after five seasons with the Red Sox, he decided to sign with the New York Mets for one year and ten million dollars. So Ricky Raindrops is leaving Austin. Oh yeah. Some Red Sox fans are kind of saying, like, oh, I'm glad his uh, five points up in the ERA is gone off, off this team. I kind of, I kind of, I'm going to miss Rick Porcell. Yes, there were years where, like, yes, he was, I am dreading every time he comes out the bat. Like, 2015, his first year there, he got lit up every time he went, started a game. 2017 was not a good year. And 2019, or last year, was not a good year. But he, but he still had good years. 20. 16, he won the Scion in the 122 games. So that's pretty good. It's, it's more like in 2018, he won a World Series. Yeah, and had one game where, like, he threw a one-hitter against the Yankees, which I watched that game. That I was excited when he did throw it. Yeah. He won here. Basically, he just gave up one hit in that whole game. But still, yeah. I mean, he really comes to work every day and, like, really is accountable. He was, like, one of the most accountable players on that team. And pretty much the one guy that all that pitching staff can actually do, like, rake. Yeah, especially when they played National League teams in National League stadiums. He was that one pitcher that actually could rake, as in basically hit it hard and hit it long and basically just make it so, like, he's basically the offensive pitcher. Yeah. So we will miss Ricky Raindrops. Yeah. It's hard to see you go, but good that you are going to go somewhere else. And that's where Martin Perez is going to come in as possibly the fifth starter. But yeah. And that's all for Red Sox news. Just free agent signings. They are discussing maybe getting rid of David Price and possibly trading. 
don't know. Like, I feel like just at this point, just be prepared for any kind of trade. It's going to pop up any news, but just, it's just like some of this news doesn't seem like to be coming out. Either they're not really making deals or what? I don't know. It just seems weird. We have to do this every off season. All right. Not a lot of our Red Sox news. Let's, let's get on the Patriots news. Let's just get this over with. So usually I would talk about the Chiefs game on Sunday, which how they got screwed over. Yeah, that was really screwy. But now, a week later, now we're preparing for Cincinnati as we go to play a one-win Cincinnati Bengals team. So anyway, Sunday – um, or Monday news came out that the Patriots uh, were filming the Browns and uh, Bengals and Browns game, and they're saying, "Oh, this is so cheating!" At first out, um, the Browns did give permission to the Patriots. What happened was, um, the Patriots have this uh film documentary they do on their website every week called "Do Your Job." Basically, they've been doing this for a while. I don't know why people are getting upset about this. So anyway, um, so let's see. Um, anyway, the pay, well, anyway, first off, the Browns said, okay, yeah, we cleared it by you. All right, you can you can do this, basically. I mean, if it's just for the documentary of the show, then you guys can do it. So long as you're not really, like, getting into it. Yeah, I mean, seriously, we already played the Browns already. I mean, what's the big deal? But then I thought to myself, I don't think we're out of the woods with this one yet. And then the next day, got text notification on my phone saying that the Bills are now complaining, or the Bengals are now complaining that they did go, we did go on their sidelines and got eight minutes worth of sideline footage. I don't, I'm not really sure if this is true or just the Bills. I mean, why would we want to film sideline footage of a team that only has one win and basically is the worst team in football right now? The Bills stink. Or not the uh, the Bengals stink. They are not good. Yeah, yeah. I'm really oh, I'm I'm pooping my pants over fearing a loss. The well, at this point, I think with the offense how it's been going and bases just like and stuff like that, how the defense is kind of starting to little crack a little bit. Not every win right now is going to be guaranteed. But I don't know. This could be this whole scandal thing could be a rallying point for us. I did see a joke or a meme saying like, it's it's funny every time a fabricated scandal like this comes out, Tom Brady turns to the John Wick. And if you're not aware of what the whole John Wick thing is, John Wick is like kind of like a played by Keanu Reeves and it's kind of like a super or kind of like a agent kind of deal and stuff like that, Hitman. Um, so anyway, guys went to his house and killed his dog. And now he's on kind of like a revenge tour, like get the guys who killed his dog. So I feel like that's it. With the whole uh, Tom Brady and all that stuff. I feel like every time a scandal like this, like Spygate, Deflategate, and now this, Tom Brady says, goes on revenge and basically takes it out on the entire NFL. So maybe the Bengals shouldn't have not complained about that. If you really wanted to keep the Patriots from using something as fuel for the fire, you shouldn't really t- mention complain about us going on your sidelines and I, if it's cheap, I mean, we shouldn't really do it, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is another way for the Patriot or for other teams to try to take the Patriots down. 
they are jealous because we have been successful than their teams have. And they're going to try and find every way to try to take us down, whether it's through lying, through bogus scandals, or just having uh, Goodell pay the refs off. I don't know. Other weird uh, Patriots news. So we got a uh, our how many our so and so amount of kicker or like our I don't know how many one number we're at at kickers, but we got another kicker, and this guy's from was a viral kicker. So he's a YouTube sensation kicker. The Patriots saw and basically decided to sign. All I can say is you better show up tomorrow and you better help us win. Because if we lose to a one-win Bengals team, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm already going to say it then. I don't know. All I want to do is just get into the postseason and see where it goes. I don't care about – I'm not going to – don't care about the Super Bowl now or the division right now. All I want to do is just get into the postseason and see where we can go from here. That's all I want to do. Just get into, just clinch a postseason spot and just, just go from there. Just go from there. If, if it has to be a way to just fight all the way back, just do it. Just, just do it. All right. Bruins news. I've got to do it quickly because I, I am running out of time. Um, so, um, so the Bruins did play today um, or played this week. I'll give you the scores, the final scores pretty quickly. Or you know what? Uh, may we may we uh, take a real quick break right there because I'm kind of well not confident of uh so we'll take a quick break, but then we'll go into Bruins news and then go into fancy stuff and stuff like that. So uh don't go anywhere. See ya. All right, we're back and uh so we're gonna go into Bruins news. So they were in when we left excuse me. Kind of burping. All right. Oh, inside burping. All right. So when we left off on Sunday, they were on a two-game losing streak, and then they increased that losing streak to uh, three or, like, well, five. So Monday they played the Ottawa Senators and lost by a score of five to two. Bergeron had a goal in the first quarter, and it was his first since coming back from injury. And then the – Bruins just didn't get anything done. They did get one more goal by Jake DeBrus, but that was just about it. As the Bruins lost by the two to the Ottawa Senators. Then they went to Washington, the best team right now in hockey. They had a one nothing. Well, they could have had a two nothing lead, but then one goal was a, a race by because it was like we were offside and stuff like that. So Pasternak got another goal in making this league leading goal. Standings to uh, 26 at that point. But then TJ Ossie scored two goals in the second period. Corrali did get one more goal to uh, tie, tie it up in the third quarter or third period. But then John Carlson basically got one more to take the lead in the go-ahead goal, and then that was it. Bruins lose 3-2 to two to the league leading or the best team in hockey right now, the Washington Capitals. Then the next night on Thursday night, they went to Tampa Bay and played the Lightning and then lost three to two goals by or Bergeron had another goal in the first period and then didn't get another one until the third period. Yes, Dame Coast got was basically in a point was leading the way for the 
Lightning and basically uh, Steven Stankos. And that was about it. So the Bruins lost three to two. That's their that was their fifth loss in a row. And then thankfully tonight, the finals they went down to Florida and the final score of that game was Bruins four, Panthers two. So goals by Jake DeBrusque, David Krejci, and Poshnock in the first two periods. Basically had a free-nothing lead. And then the Panthers. And it almost looked like it was going to be a rematch of the last time the Bruins and the Panthers faced each other this season after having a 4 nothing lead and then losing 5-4 to four in shootout. It looked like the Panthers were going to do it again. I fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Oh, we better not try that again. But thankfully, with an open netter, with an empty netter in, like, basically the winding down minutes of the game, Paz and I netted it in and basically just put this bad boy over. Put this boy away. Yeah. They're kind of a little skidding a little bit. I'm not really sure. It's just like just they're talking about the third line, how uh, the third line, David Krejci, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrus, and Dadden Hyden before this game or during this week or these past couple of games, last five games, were not reproducing. And the only person who was producing now that third line was uh, Jake DeBrus, and he had a goal and an assist. Yeah. But yeah, um, they came up tonight, uh, incredible moments like David Krejci got a goal, Jake DeBrus got a goal. I'm not really sure he got an assist or not, but I think they might have taken the assist away. But we'll see. Let's see what he did. Yeah, it still says he did have a assist. Yeah, so yeah, so he had two assists, yeah. Pasternak is doing good. I like that. Basically, he basically saved the game from actually going into what could have been another overtime. That's why I've been. Like, this whole week's just been weird for everybody in Boston. And I'll get into why in, like, another segment in the show. But, yeah. But right now, let's talk about my fantasy sports league so far. So right now, MLB baseball, fantasy baseball is in MLB baseball and college football are now in the offseason. So nothing's doing there for the Rovers and the Fox and the Heather. The Kakoskio squadron made it through. They did lose last week's game like pretty convincingly. But hopefully the guy, the person behind me lost. So that knocked that person out of the postseason and kept me alive. And now I'm in the semifinals facing the guy that kicked my butt last week. Yeah, so, all right, so the final score of that game was Nesta's team beat Kakosko Squadron 162 or 26 points, 52 to 88.86. Yeah, man, I got basically rammed. Yeah. But right now I'm in the postseason facing that guy again, and I'm up 24.0 to 0. 0.0. I am predicted to lose, but, I mean, right now, I mean, I am winning, but that could all change possibly tomorrow, Monday. Yeah. So, if I lose, then I'll move on to the third place round. So, I would just basically just fight for third place in the championship uh, bracket. Yeah. 
So I finished up one of the top four teams in the league so far. It would be pretty cool to win the whole thing, but I could see where like it wouldn't be bad to to finish off. Our average Joe's NBA team. All right, last week I lost to uh, Smile Wave Boys. I've kind of figured out where the whole Smile and Wave boys come from. You know, Madagascar, the Penguins, stuff like that. Yeah, that's a reference with that. Just Smile and Wave, boys. Smile and Wave. Turning secret ranges after that. So, yeah, anyway, back to Well, I lost 6-3 to him. Right now, I am losing to Autobomb 5-3 uh, to three right now. I am trying to make a trade. I'm trying to trade uh, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. Um, right now I have a trade going on. I'm trading him to QBK 13's notable team. I'm trying to get Willie Barton or Will Barton. I did trade for somebody and then this person came back and won the trade. He wanted Kemba Walker and I didn't want to give him up. I don't want to vote Kemba. That's my star player. No, can't have him. He's off limits. <laughs> All right. So I'm in ninth place in my league, nine out of 12. Not good. Not good for a first year. It's going to NHL Channel 4 News Team Hockey. Right now, all right, well, it's actually going to last week's game. Last week, I won against uh, the Canucks East team 6-2. to two. Um, So that's pretty good way to take care of business there. And now currently right now, I'm being the Warriors or Warriors Six to three right now. I have like three games left. No, I think that's tomorrow or tonight. I'm already sure. Yeah. Pretty good. I'm for, I'm like one of the top three teams in the league. And if currently right now, if things, uh, the two teams in front of me are losing right now. So I'm not really sure. I'm positive about this. But if I were somehow to hold out and win and these teams, End up losing. Could be in first place. Could be leading the league right now. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to wrap the show up. I'm going to give like an emotional kind of, or just kind of give like a speech, kind of a pep talk speech about Boston sports and why I'm still a fan and stuff like that. So don't go anywhere, guys. See you. Bye. All right, guys. We're back to wrap the show up. Um, so I want to get into why and explain why someone from Illinois who has been pretty much his entire life in Illinois decided to choose for teams that are outside his reason, especially a te- teams in Boston and New England. Well, originally growing up, I never really got into sports. I was mostly a nerd, kind of like military history and stuff like that. Which I kind of still do. I still read books about military history and stuff like that. And kind of a little political. Got into politics a little bit too. But then come probably either the sixth grade or so, I started getting the teams. I would kind of say the original OG teams were probably the um, Notre Dame football and the Boston Celtics. Basically kind of just because they're – I'm kind of like big in the whole Irish-American thing because the name O'Shea is pretty Irish. Um so basically, and basically those teams are named like the Notre Dame football fighting Irish or the Boston Celtics. 
the Boston Celtics were named because honor Boston or Boston's bo- or Irish American heritage, stuff like that. And then w- once high school got in the way, I really got into sports. Um, and I kind of want to find teams. Like I originally picked the Notre Dame football and for uh, college football and basically just college sports in general. And then uh, for NBA for uh, the Celtics. But I wanted to find a hockey team and a football team and a um, Red Sox team. So the 2007 season, um, I became a Cubs fan, but then watched the season. I thought, oh, this not great. And then I made a deal or made a deal to myself. Whoever won this World Series in 2007, I will cheer for these guys basically for, until the end of time, basically. So long story short, the Red Sox ended up winning the World Series. I became a Red Sox fan since then. Um, for football and hockey, I became a Packers fan and then a St. Louis or a San Jose Blue or San Jose Sharks fan. But then kind of watched the Patriots and kind of seeing it. Oh, this is kind of fun. This is kind of really fun. I decided to cheer for the Patriots like after my senior year. And then in the 2011 Stanley Cup team, um, I choose the Bruins. I chose to cheer for the Bruins. I do cheer for the Packers and the Sharks and the Cubs as my second favorite teams for the categories, sports team they are for. And then once I got into college, started playing baseball at Heartland, I came out and said, I'm a everything Boston fan. It kind of didn't set well for a lot of guys on my team, especially one particular teammate, which I won't name him, but I'll name him by like his name or his initials were RB. And he would get on me like very violently, very violently, or like verbally abuse me, saying, You're not a Boston sports fan and stuff like that. And just go into the details of why you shouldn't be a Boston sports fan. And at the time, they, I kind of maybe might have jumped the gun a little bit with the whole declaring that because they, at the time, they weren't really doing as well. I mean, they were making postseasons, so like maybe the Red Sox, but at the time, yeah. I could see I could have said his point, but like he was saying stuff and he would say stuff too. You know, if real people from New England and Boston find out you run from there and cheering for the teams, they'll kill you. They'll kill you and they'll beat you up. Well, we kind of debunked that fear because I've ran into a couple of the people who are Boston sports fans, especially the one next door, basically said, We don't care. I mean, yeah, of course you want to cheer for these teams. They do rock. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. No way. We don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a rat's ass. Nobody gives a crap. Yeah. I mean, this dude was really a – he was a real prick. I hated him. I mean, that was that would probably be the one Harlan teammate that will never try to make up. He really did me the wrong way, basically to the point where we won't – I will not try to make amends with that dude. He's probably the reason why I am – get to the point where I'm, I'm angry every time, like – Usually, I've got to the point senior year, I saw, you know what? Some of these games don't really matter. At the end of the day, it's just a game. But then, after he did all this, like especially with the boss sports, all these games turned out to be life and death because every time I cut, I mean, it just proved that, like, I don't know. I feel like there have been times where I kind of had the side or kind of wonder maybe I should just go cheer for somebody else or maybe go cheer for Chicago teams. And I think that was like the summer of 2013. We're, the Patriots were going over the whole Ant or Adrian 
Aaron Hernandez scandal, like the murder and stuff like that. Celtics trade away Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. All those guys are gone. And then the Bruins just lost Stanley Cup to the Chicago Blackhawks. And I thought, I think the only saving grace of that whole thing during that time was the Red Sox were having a remarkable kind of turnaround season after finishing the year, like basically last place in the whole Boston Strong thing, and then ended up that October winning the World Series. I think that was kind of saving grace to tell me, like, hey, let's ride it out. And I have been a little bit tempted and demonized or tempted and basically just, like, bullied a little bit, too. Like, some guys will give me crap, too, like some people. Even though eventually I have stepped foot in Boston and New England in 2016, in July of 2016, gone to a game at Fenway, which they won, by the way, against the San Francisco Giants in Poppy's last year playing baseball, stuff like that. Went to go see the Garden. I didn't go see Gillette Stadium. I just feel like we just really didn't have any time. We should have. I mean, that would be the thing. I want to go see a game. I want to see a game in all the home stadiums. Yeah. So I want to see them play at home, all of them, even Notre Dame football. I just feel like even listening to guys like Max Kellerman and all these guys and just all these guys just saying, like, just hate Boston, hate Boston. Like, and if you are cheering for these teams – yeah, and the whole stuff like saying like, oh, you know what? The only real people who cheer for Boston teams don't like black people. They're all racist. <laughs> if you cheer for Boston teams, you're a racist. <laughs> you must not hate you know, typical white guy, typical white Irish American. <laughs> Jeez. There are black fans too. There are black fans. There's Hispanic fans who cheer for Boston. There's fans of every nationality and skin. Back, back, back. No, not yet. Not yet, Tom. Not yet. Not yet. We will come into you. We, we will bring you in a little bit. Come on back. Right, sorry. Anyway, so yeah, just, just the audacity of some of these sports analysis, like Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith, Rob Parker, Nick Wright, Shannon Sharp, all these guys. Colin Coward even, yeah. Just giving reason why you shouldn't cheer for people like the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Celtics, the Bruins, or Nerdane football. Heck, Kellerman said the Notre Dame football should change their mascot from the Fighting Irish or something else because it's offensive to Irish Americans. <laughs> what does Kellerman sound like? He sounds like this. <laughs> and don't criticize me. I went to Columbia. <laughs> people who throw their credential, college credentials at people like me are just as stupid as they were when they went into college. Seriously. Just because you have a degree from so-and-so university does not make you a smart person. I have heard of people who went to college and got fancy degrees and have come out even stupider than they have before they went in. Your best bet is just not go to college at all. Your best bet is just not go to college at all. I feel like you'll be a lot more smarter if you didn't go to college, especially that liberal liberal poop hole where you just learn liberal tactics like hate Israel and stuff like that and just – I think we're going off track. Sorry. I mean, I just, it's just the audacity of some of these people. Just because they see themselves, these analysis of just as the sports geniuses, the gurus, they know everything about sports. They know less about sports than I do. Heck, and I don't, and I am not analysis either. Heck, I, and I will come out and say, you know what? I was wrong about so and so. I was wrong about so and so. Kellerman would never do that. No, he'll hide, like, even when Brady, Last year, and the Patriots were starting to 
show up in the postseason. He was just saying, well, it was just a fluke. It was just a fluke. They really did not deserve to win. And just even to the point when they finally did win the Super Bowl last year, he was still he was still trying to hide behind a bush. I feel like that's the people like that that just makes me keep on wanting to do it. You know what? So what? I have decided to cheer for these teams basically till from cradle to grave. Well, I mean not technically cradle to grave, but to the grave basically. And I will keep doing it till the day I die. And they put my casket in the ground and they're already throwing dirt on it. Till my last dying breath, I will cheer for the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Celtics, the Bruins, and Notre Dame football for the good times, for the great times where we win championships and stuff like that, to the times where we're pretty crappy and basically just not going anywhere, basically, and making no posting glory and stuff like that. Heck, even when, and for the for example, for the Patriots, I mean, once Tom Brady and Bill Belichick do eventually leave with Tom Brady and basically just saying, like, even if he does leave this year, whether it's retirement or, God forbid, free agency, Let's just hope it's not free agency. Let's just hope he just retires. Just I'm, as like if he does have to go, just hope it's just retirement, please. I really can't see Tom Brady playing for somebody else. I really just can't. After he spends almost two decades playing for the same team, at that point you really have to retire with that team. If you spent two decades with that particular team, anyway, even to that point, even when Belichick and Brady do eventually. I'll still cheer for the Patriots, even when they do become crappy and become irrelevant. Yeah, because that's what a real fan does. And yes, you know what? When I started out, I was becoming a bandwagon fan. I just the reason I kind of cheer for Boston is because the history of the city, it being an Irish American city, the Irish American heritage, and that it just sounds like just my kind of city, just my kind of city. And I eventually did step into it. And eventually in two more years I'll, or two years from now, I'll go back there again. We're going to make a family excursion up there. Take my nephew up there. Take my sister and all that stuff. Or my sisters, my brother, my dad, my mom. We'll go back up there and we'll go to Cape Cod. Yeah. So just anyway, just I'm just saying I just want to get off what I've been feeling. Like the whole losing streak, the whole like just stuff like that. Even when the Celtics do or when everybody starts to stink and stuff like that, I will still be there. It won't be fun sometimes, but I will still be a fan. And with that, we're going to cue old Mr. Tom Brady. Oh. Well, I've just, you know, I've been so blessed, obviously, being here for as long as I have and uh, to play with so many great <clears throat> teammates and coaches to represent this team and organization and obviously to represent you guys is what it's all about. So I can't thank you enough. We're excited. I hope you guys are excited. And as Dev said, let's let them hear it all the way down to Atlanta. We're still here. 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 All right. Oh, yeah. Yes, we are still here. After literally almost a decade of cheering for these guys, all four or five of these guys, I'm still here. And I'm still cheering for them. And I will cheer for them till the freaking grave. And you better believe it. And you better not change that. If you try to change it, well, 
you know better than totalitarian dictators. Sorry to say that, but you know what? That's what a totalitarian does. Forces other people to believe what they want to believe. That's called fascism and Nazism. Not, li- not the freedom and liberty that is in the Constitution in the United States. Declaration of Independence. That's not Americanism, the Constitution, all that stuff. That's totalitarianism. Yeah, sorry to get off track, but yeah. Whew, what a week. All right. Sorry, get on a rant right there. Just wanted to go where I've been feeling this past couple of weeks. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Um, follow my Twitter pages, which I'll mention the details and stuff like that. Follow the Instagram show at Roy Reuters, uh 1992 um, Follow the show on – subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Yeah. Maybe – I don't know. Maybe the whole – yeah. <laughs> we had a whole rant. This segment might maybe decrease my five-star review. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to see how – I just want to say how much I've been feeling these past – like over a decade – the whole stuff with the Harlem teammate I was talking about and just having to deal with people that just just want to try to change who I am and just try to have me do they or have me believe what they want to believe and not let me be me, basically. And this is just the whole thing with the whole Boston sports thing. This is just showing I can just be me. I can be who I want to be, be a fan of any team. And if we all like the same thing, you know what? What's the point of life? What is the point of life? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, we went off tracks there. Um, so uh, so subscribe, rate, and review, and get us a uh, five-star review on Apple iTunes. Uh, follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you guys so much for trying to just help me out for this and stuff like that. Just I know we're kind of like a little bit like viewership and stuff like that, but hopefully it will grow. And hopefully the whole five-star review thing, if you do that, that might help us a lot out with like getting like more viewers and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I feel like that'll about do it. All right. See you guys next Saturday. So, take it away, 1916. Says to me, Maguire, who would I kindly let me like we 
pipe down that's your boiler fire. When he finds himself straight down in front with a hot nails up till late, he says, I'm a decent man, you better go and mind your bait. He ups and yells, I'm down on you, I'm up to all your warrants. Don't I know you for the traitor from the temporary rights? My side hits straight from the shoulder, then I gave him such a belt. Go home, girl, girl, go. Go home. 